Hello, my friends. It's Sean Vig with the Fitness Unleashed with Sean podcast. Thank you for listening today to this very special episode, like all the episodes. If you want to learn more about what I'm doing and what I do, you can always check out SeanVeigFitness.com, download my free fitness app, and uh, check out my online training program, Sean's Vault, and browse my collection of fitness books. All right. I have a very good friend on the podcast today. I'm sure a lot of you know who he is. I'm sure a lot of you have trained with him now and in the past. We have Joshua Kozak, who you probably know as Coach Kozak. Coach Kozak Kozak has dedicated his life to making the world a healthier place. He's part-time fitness trainer and part-time entrepreneur. His company, HasFit, streams 4 million free workouts each month and is closing in quick on 1 million YouTube subscribers. That is massive. And he also has a new addition to his family. I'm sure we'll be talking about that as well. So welcome, Coach. Thank you, Sean. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And like I said, I'm excited to catch up with you. It's been too long since we've spoke. It has been. We were just speaking about that. It's been a little bit, a little over a year since we had our last phone conversation. Yeah, we correspond over email, but, you know, something a little bit different when you can actually go back and forth and get a real conversation going. It is. I, I had Melissa Bender on a few days ago on the podcast, and we said the same thing, that it's been videos and collaborations and emails, but never really speaking over the phone or in person. So you, you, you really know the person, but there is that missing element. That's why these podcasts are so important. Yeah, it's a good opportunity. And then, you know, hopefully we can create some value along the way that your listeners will be able to, uh, to gain from. Absolutely. I wrote down here on the top of my notes, so much to discuss. <laughs> so, <laughs> Agreed. Uh, all right. When we spoke before, we talked about all things health and fitness and life and all the things that inspire us. And I wanted to mention and congratulate you. You just had, you and Claudia had a baby boy. Yes. Just uh, see, it was uh, last Tuesday, which would have been the 13th, I believe. Yes. November 13th. Uh, so uh, it's our second child. Uh, first, we have a three-year-old daughter, Alessandra, and now Judah, who's uh, just almost a, or just over a week old here. So it's it's an adjustment. <laughs> is he? Where is Judah right now? Um, he's with his mom, probably eating and sleeping, because that's basically all he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and eat, eat, sleep, repeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's quite the life. So he came a little bit early, didn't he? Yeah, well, um, he a week early from the due date, but um, the, you know, the due dates are always an estimate. So he, he seems like he's pretty much right on time. Okay, yeah, we spoke about that a while ago, and I know it was around Thanksgiving, and my wife and I are expecting our first child at the end of February, so I'm going to be picking your brain in this podcast about that. Because you've done How it ex- twice now. Uh, yes, but that doesn't mean I'm an expert. Uh- <laughs> you have experience, though. And experience yes. seems to trump everything else. I could read about it, but I'd like to talk to people who are doing it. Yes, I'll try my best to to help along the way. But I got to warn you, it's just, it feels like you're almost like you're trying to describe, uh, describe a car accident. Like, okay, well, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was driving along and... I got hit from the side, and then I got spun around a few times, and here we are nine months later. <laughs> and and uh, here's Judah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> again, it becomes a blur at some point. But how, how has your that. sleep been since he's been born? Um, not not too terrible. Um, you know, not as good as it was before, but um, you know, we're making we're making do. Um, Claudia's been, she's her her sleep has suffered more than more than mine has. She's breastfeeding, so. There's only so much I can do in the middle of the night to appease him, if you will. You know, he wants his mommy, not mm-hmm. not me. He's, he looks at me and he's like, come on, where's where's the milk, man? Um, <laughs> Where is the milk, man? <laughs> uh, my wife, Jillian, and I just took a two-day child birthing class, pregnancy class at the medical center where we're going to be delivering. And that was the main theme was the, the guy be a supportive, supportive, supportive all the time. As much as you can be, be there, help out as much as you can. Yeah, because that's about all you can do. Um, because again, the baby really needs her more than than you. So really, you just end up being a support system for your wife. Mm-hmm. Well, that, it's great that that you guys are so close. Uh, all right, so you you are the founder of Has Fit. That's Heart and Soul Fitness, right? 
Yes, sir. Uh, going on, oh, man, I want to say seven years now. Seven years. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to, I, when I have someone like you on, because you've done so much and you've experienced so much in this crazy business of mainly online fitness training, I was telling Melissa, I said, there's only a handful of us that are kind of crazy enough to do this. And to do it for so many different years and to do very well at it certainly has fit. As you said, you're almost at a million subscribers on YouTube. You're streaming four million uh, free workouts each month. So I like to go back and get a little history of where you started. So go back to high school, Joshua Kozak in high school. Were you an athlete? What were you like in high school? I was lost. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I was a little, I was, I, I had athletic ability, um, but didn't necessarily have a passion for, uh, for high school sports. I started exercising and uh, weightlifting around the age of 14. So that was kind of my, my passion. But at the same time, I, you know, I kind of felt like a little bit of an old soul, like I was ready to get, get on with my life. Um, you know, in high school was, I, I felt like high school at the time was getting in the way of that. Um, so, you know, I've always been, <laughs> been anxious to, to, to get moving. Was this in Texas? Uh, no, actually, I grew up in, in Michigan. Um, so greater Flint area. Okay, you're a Midwestern boy. Oh, yeah. Y y yes, sir. <laughs> oh, you bet you there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dare. I was just watching Fargo, and they do kind of exaggerate the accents, but I do know people who have those accents because I grew up in Wisconsin and uh, very similar. A lot of dares and D's. Um, so yeah. you said you were, you were weightlifter in high school, didn't really play sports. So how did, I guess the question is, how did you evolve into becoming a fitness trainer? That might be a long road, but I guess, tell us more about it's that. It's actually not probably as long as, as one might think. So um, high level, um, I actually did not graduate high school. I um, went to high school through the age of 17 and around the age of 17, I, again, that, that whole thing about me not necessarily being motivated for, for school, but I was motivated for other stuff. I, I started, first I started personal training, um, a few guys at the gym I was going to, and then the gym got mad and said, Hey, um, you, you know, you're not a trainer here. You can't be, <laughs> we're not getting a cut of these sessions. Um, you know, plus like you're 17. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I don't need you guys. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, uh, take my clients, if you will, and start training them in my parents' garage. And so I invested in a little bit of strength training equipment. And then about six, six months later, I had enough clients where I was able to rent out my, my own, my own suite, which basically now today would look like a, like a dirty little CrossFit gym, but this is before CrossFit existed. We did mostly, mostly strength training, a lot of free weight equipment. Um, and I trained a lot of athletes and, um, it, it was then that I made the decision, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm ready to move on. And I, I dropped out of high school and I started taking cl like college classes at, um, at the local university of Michigan satellite. And I, so I took classes there while, um, while having my gym 12 hours a day. And I did that for about three years. Wow. So what inspired you to drop out of high school? You wanted to move on with your personal training career? Just personal training and just with, with business. I, you know, I, I, again, it was, it was like, I kind of felt like, well, I'm going to end up at this, this satellite college anyway. And there was an opportunity to just get my GED and get, get life started sooner, if you will. I mean, you know, not that there's anything necessarily. And then, of course, I ended up dropping out of college, too. But it's just, um, you know, for me, I've always been it's been easier for me to, to motivate myself to, 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 uh, to read. And I was more of a, a little bit of an autodidact opposed to, you know, following a, a strict curriculum. Well, I say anybody who follows you online, does your workouts, knows that you have an incredible drive. And you mentioned a garage. And I always believe many great things and revolutions begin in garages. Let's think about Steve Jobs and uh, Jobs and Wozniak was in a garage, in a house, in a garage where you think, well, I want to do it my own way. I know how I want it done. I have the drive for it. And I don't need all these other people to help me. Yeah. And that's basically what it was. And, you know, I, I look at those. So the gym was called Kozak Barbell and those, I consider those 
those three and a half years to be my entrepreneurial school of hard knocks, where I learned everything from how sales, marketing, tr- training, you know, obviously uh, hone my, my, my training toolkit. And then also, you know, how to be humble, how to clean toilets, how to mop floors. Like I, you know, it, it was me. And, and, and for three and a half years, I basically broke even, um, you know, as I, as I went through these progressions, you know, okay, the rent was paid, but I wasn't really making any money either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, you know, I, I, I see that as my, as my education, you know, some people go to a university to get it. That was, for me, that was really, um, where I, where I grew up and where I learned a lot of the skills that I still use today. Well, it's really a trial by fire because you're putting yourself out there, whether you succeed or fail, it's really on your shoulders. Uh, yes, sir. Um, a hundred, hundred percent of the way there's nobody to blame it on. That's for sure. And that kind of business, uh, personal training, and then learning all these other aspects, you pretty much learn everything as an entrepreneur, uh, how to market, how to uh, price, how to keep people coming back. Because personal training, it's kind of like running a restaurant. It's nothing's guaranteed. You might have people for a certain amount of time, but you have to keep earning their business. Yeah, and it's it's something that I a conversation I've had many many times with a lot of people that wish to enter the personal training business or the, the fitness business is you know they, they may have a passion for fitness, but what many of them don't understand from day one is um, you can't help somebody if you can't sell them first. And so I've known a lot of amazing amazing trainers, you know, that were very um, you knew the knew the textbooks front to back but they could never sell somebody. They couldn't get anybody in the door, you know, to begin with. So it's the really, you need both, uh, both skill sets. You really do. And of course you have to have a lot of confidence in what you're selling and what you're doing. And that involves getting people results. Have you ever worked in like a big chain gym? I have. So, um, you know, I guess just kind of going through the, the progression there. So as I mentioned, uh, I had, or I, I had the gym for three and a half years and, um, and then at the end of that, I basically was offered a position um, to be a manager at a, at, a, at a much larger facility that was already established. And so I shut my gym down and I, I took that position. So um, and, and through the years, um, I've had positions in sales, management and personal training at, at larger gyms. So I've kind of done a little bit of, of, of everything on the ladder there. You learn a lot. I've worked for, uh, it was a chain called Club Fit down in Florida. And I went with them as a personal trainer for a while. And I actually did really well because I learned how to sell there. But my way of selling was not the traditional way. I sold myself. And I think looking back, that's really helped me along the way with my own brand, doing my own videos, because I, as you were doing in your garage, finding your own methods, finding your own personality, your own brand within the personal training world. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a learning curve for, for many people and everybody's going to have their own, their, their own style. We also actually have a, a personal, uh, so HasFit, we have a HasFit personal training in San Antonio. And so we have 12 full-time trainers there and we do nothing but personal training. So it is a space that, um, that I'm still, still involved in day to day. So how did that get founded there? Were you uh, directly involved with that? Yeah. So when, when it was time, um, before I started HasFit, I had, um, I had a full-time business and marketing job in the fitness industry. And I wanted to, I wanted to start HasFit, but I needed, basically I needed income while I did it. So I needed a way to say, okay, I need, I need to be able to work like four or five hours a day, make a good income, but then work another 10 hours a day building HasFit where I'm not making anything. And Mm -hmm. so for me, my solution to that was to go back to personal training and I started HasFit personal training. And so I would essentially bring my laptop to the gym. I'd train a client. Okay, cool. I got a 30 minute break. I'd go back. I'd sit in the back on my computer and, you know, build the website. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got another client. Great. Okay. We train, you know, so-and-so then we go back to my computer and let me do some video editing. So it was like this back and forth process. And I, I really did that for like the first three years. Um, and then when I made the transition to say, okay, I'm ready to go full time on, you know, the online side, the digital side of HasFit and, and step a, uh, step back from actually personal training one-on-one, then I handed that business off to 
my partner, Freddie, who's also done some, some videos, Freddie uh, Real, and he's, he's taken that business and, and ran with it, um, like I said, to the point now where we have 12 full-time trainers. Okay, so this is down in Texas, right? You Correct. were in Michigan. How did you, uh, if we back up a bit, how did you get from Michigan to Texas? So um, another, I don't know, maybe semi-interesting story. So I, I was working <laughs> at, uh, I, was, I was managing, or I guess you could say like a regional manager of, of three gyms in Lansing, Michigan. And the, this was a 2008 and the economy was awful across the country, but especially awful in Michigan. And so, you know, even though I was like, you know, I had this on, on paper, this really nice position. I mean, I was making very little and I, I just wanted more. And I was like, okay, well, how can I, how can I get out of here? Um, and so I had about $2,000 cash to my name and I had $2,000, um, limit on my credit card that was paid off. So I said, okay, if not now, then when? Uh, so I quit my job and without another job, I moved to a city that I had visited one time before, which was San Antonio, Texas, just because I knew it had a strong, stronger economy and, uh, at a lower cost and a pretty low cost of living. Mm-hmm. And so I basically rolled the dice, um, put all my stuff in a, not very much, I sold, sold three quarters of my stuff to my friend and uh, put the rest of it in a pod and in my and in my little Chevy and uh, drove down to Texas. It's always a little Chevy, isn't it? It'll... It sounds like a movie. <laughs> it is a movie where right. you, know, you pack up you, and you take a big old risk driving all the way across the country. It's, you never drive across in a Mercedes or a BMW. It's a Chevy. Yeah. A little natural. Chevy or a little well, yeah, Camry. Because if you had the BMW or the Mercedes, where are you going? You're already, you're already there. Exactly. <laughs> you drive out to L.A., I suppose. Uh, I always drove my Honda Accord, the old Honda Accord around the country. Uh, I like that car. It is, there's something for character. And so when you got to San Antonio, did it click right away? No, uh, far from it. I kind of was, I was actually at the time, I wasn't, that was the very early stages of what is now HasFit. At the time, I, I, I had this idea of, of, of somehow creating some type of free fitness service. But at the time, I was trying to find a way to make a free gym work where essentially instead of membership dues, um, you would find advertisers to, uh, to come and, you know, let's say, let's say you, you got army to sponsor the weight training section, except, uh, and I could never find a way to make the numbers work. So I kind of played with that for a little while and then slowly running out of money. And, um, <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. able to go, um, when I realized, okay, you need to go get a paying job. I was able to find one pretty quickly. Okay. And I haven't mentioned your parents, but were your parents involved? Uh, were they around in any of this? Um, my parents have always been um, um, emotionally supportive of me, which has always been great, you know, from dropping out, you know, a lot of, a lot of parents might scoff at their, their, their child dropping out of high school, but my parents knew I had to drive. And so they just, you know, they were confident that, you know, that, um, they were, they were confident that the Lord had a plan for me and I was following it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they were very, uh, very supportive along the way. Um, unfortunately they weren't, uh, they didn't have the means to be financially supportive, but at the same time, you know, they've, they've always, always supported me in all my decisions. Well, they see that drive. I've spoken to you. I've seen you, as we said, everyone knows you have that drive and you're going to learn it one way or the other. Yeah, ex- ex- yeah, exactly. Sometimes, really, I'm, I'm sometimes the same way, but I look longer. to you for inspiration sometimes. Oh, well, I don't have it. really mentors and stuff, but I one person I'm like, oh, look at what, look what Coach Kozak's doing. Oh, I guess I could get up and go film another video. <laughs> I've done that before. Well, <laughs> well, I that's that's humbling. That's humbling to know, and I, I it really means a lot coming from you, Sean. So so thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Well, we're in this together, right? We're in this uh, together. Certainly. So, th- so set the table. This is about 10 years ago. Uh, YouTube had been around since 2005, I believe. Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. And we were all different formats. Yeah, I don't remember those beginning ones because back then I, I wasn't doing I was doing some training, but I never thought about videos. And a lot of us, we didn't really know how to get videos out there. I, I struggled with it. I didn't really realize how powerful YouTube was, how what we spoke about earlier, how you, know, you can kind of go around and do it your own way. I had actually reached out to like Guyam and some of the uh, 
the uh, companies that produce workout DVDs and saying, yeah. hey, you know, you, I, I, I don't mind pitching. Email's so easy. You, you need someone, you want a guy who can do yoga videos or Pilates videos. I never heard from them, of course. But then I realized through YouTube, the power of YouTube, you can take it in your own control and, and start putting your own stuff out there and bypass all these big companies. And in many ways, you can reach a lot more people. So when and you control you, your own destiny. You do. It's as we said, either you fail or succeed or stay right down the lukewarm middle, but it's all up to you how consistent you want to be and how much you want to learn about your, about your craft. So how, when did you start doing videos? So um, good question. It was, it was definitely a progression. And, and I, I'd like to say it, that progression basically started with, um, so I, I had a desire to, to do more and to reach more people. So I, was was trying to find a way to expand my reach and i actually took this i was reading this book that essentially was kind of like a strength finder book and it kind of helped me organize some of my thoughts and it it is high level it went through and it was like okay what are the skills that you're good at what new opportunities are there in the world what are you know and how and how do all these skills kind of come together to help you find what this unique opportunity is for you and for me that opportunity looked like I was like, okay, well, I have about 10 years of personal training experience under my belt. And it's something I, you know, a skill that and a tool set that I, I know I've sharpened. I, I'm, I'm techno, uh, technologically savvy, have always been, you know, just been able to pick stuff up and, and teach myself stuff fairly quickly. And then lastly, was this, this thing called YouTube that was was starting to grow and pick up a little steam and and i thought i was like you know as and i, I had the the wherewithal at the time to realize that as bandwidth and computer internet speeds continue to improve that this was going to be more and more of a thing um so that kind of the all the little different elements that put together me saying well you know what let me go out and invest a hundred dollars in a canon power shot camera and i have one of those (laughs) i think it's broken (laughs) oh yeah so is mine it fell on a rock when i was filming up in a mountain somewhere (laughs) it's gone and and for me that was a big investment i i still remember going to best buy and putting that hundred actually i think with you know with tax and everything i think it was 120 dollars out the door you know so that (laughs) but needs to be mentioned that's good but that's the beginning isn't that exciting oh yeah I did the same thing at Best Buy in uh, Orlando area. I got a flip camera and that was my first one. That was 2009. Mm -hmm. The old, and I remember everything about walking in there because I, I used to do home videos all the time as a kid with this big camcorder and doing professional theater. So I had a lot of experience with that. It was, it was a wonder, it was a nice moment getting that camera. Yeah, it was definitely like something I was like, okay, I mean, I was making the commitment. I already had a laptop and a lot of the software to get going and like building a website and editing. I could kind of get for free. But that was like, you know, as far as the commitment, that was my first, you know, commitment. And um, the the first few videos that that I shot were more like uh, more demonstration, instructional. I'd say, okay, here's this exercise. Here's this one. You go do it off on your own. And, you know, and I... I spent all this time building the website so that I have a place to put the videos in addition to, um, in addition to YouTube. And, you know, I did this launch and okay, I released it, which basically was like me just announcing it to my Facebook friends. Like that was the launch, right. Cause I only mm-hmm. knew. And, you know, and, and of course, like my mom would watch it and, you know, a couple of friends from high school and it was like, okay, well that, that's nice, but it, it <laughs> certainly, it certainly wasn't taken off. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you never know with your family and friends, they may just say nice things to you. Oh, of course. They're, it's the strangers we never meet that can say the, actually the brutally honest things. Well, you know, I would have been, it would have been nice to have some strangers saying anything. I don't think any strangers were even saying it. <laughs> no. Well, what was, hey, had you ever done videos before, before you got the camera? Uh, no, I had not. I had zero, at the time I had zero film um, camera acting experience. Because that but, is something. That is something. What was... Uh, what was the biggest challenge when you started hitting record on those first videos? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I think really just, I, I was, I was always an, an okay public speaker. 
Um, so, you know, that kind of, I think, transitioned well. And I, I've always, I always feel that when you're speaking about something that you have deep knowledge in, it's pretty easy. If you're trying to like, you know, fake it, it's going to be rough. So it wasn't too bad because, you know, I basically just imagine I had a client in front of me, and, you know, something I've done, you know, a hundred thousand hours or whatever, you know, throughout the course of my career. So I, that part wasn't too bad. Um, but the, the aha moment, if, if you will, was the first time I would say about probably maybe 15, 20 videos in the first time I decided to do a full length and what or also I hear people calling real time workout where I actually did the entire, you know, it was a 10 minute video and I actually did the whole video on camera. Mm hmm. Um, and that was the first video that actually people actually watched. So at that point in time, my average video in the first week might get 20, 30 views. Um, and again, probably all from my Facebook friends. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one, <laughs> but this one actually got a little bit of traction. And I want to say in the first week, you know, maybe had four or 500 views. And I was like, okay, this is it. And so from there on out, I doubled down and every video was, okay, I'm working out on camera. And, you know, and it really progressed from there. That is a big deal. Uh, 400 sounds like 400,000 if you've never gotten views before. And this is a time now views are part of our vernacular. Everything's a view. Facebook does views, uh, YouTube, Instagram. Everything is tabulated by views. And back then you were I love that because you you did it your own way. You, you did a lot of videos. You have to find your own voice. You have to find how how are you going to do this? It's something brand new. No one can tell you how to do it. They can't say, well, I did it this way because that won't work for you, especially when it's a private brand like you're doing. Yeah, it was definitely there definitely was not. A, I mean, right now there's a, a there's a pretty established playbook. Um, but as you're saying, back back at this time, that playbook did not exist. It was definitely the wild, wild west. No, you're you're stumbling around in the dark in the best possible way. And I, I love that. I you know, you, you find out how it works for you and you and I both have such a passion for it. So it's going to work, but I, the first few videos, you probably have to get out of your own way. Yeah. And again, it's just being, uh, being nimble and, you know, to say, okay, that didn't work. Let me change and do this. And at the same time, being, being, uh, not giving up. If you think about, look, if, if I say, I, I don't know the exact number, but let's just say I did 20 of the, the, the first style video before discovering this. Well, if I would have quit at video 19 because it just wasn't working, then I wouldn't be here today. You never would have known. Right. Uh -huh. There's so many variables. Yeah. So, you know, you just, just, just keep grinding until you, until you find that, that right direction. There's that, there's that image that I love that um, it's, it's like a, it's a top and a bottom. I don't know. It makes its way around the internet. And the, the top one is a guy who's, uh, who's mining for diamonds. And he's like, the wall is like a half an inch thick and one more hit. And he would have like got through to the diamonds. And the second one is him walking away with the, his, uh, with his ax over his shoulder. Cause he gave up like one second too soon. Yep. And so, you know, I, I, I often kind of think about, about that like just because what you're doing right now isn't working doesn't mean that you're not right there in that close to a breakthrough yeah it doesn't really matter as you said there's no rule book for it you can say oh no do seven videos and if it doesn't click by then do something else there's nothing like that uh videos are i find videos to be the nucleus of my brand i'm sure you feel the same way too youtube is the nucleus because youtube is always churning it's always working 24-7 around the world. You put a video onto YouTube, it can go all the way around the world in a couple minutes. It's truly amazing. And I compare it to a, a well-paying dividend on a stock. It's always working. You can go out, do whatever, and the videos, like while we've been talking, your videos have gotten thousands more views and comments and interactions while we're chatting. Right. And for us, we also look at it as our, in addition to that, as our organic uh, lead generator, right? Again, it's where everybody finds out about us. And then from there, cool, then they can find the website, they can find our app, they can find our products, etc. But that that to us ends up being our, um, you know, our, again, our, our, our free organic lead generator, where people or discovery element where people find out about us. It really is. It's almost like a storefront in a mall. And then they walk in the store and see everything else in there, like your app and your book, and all the other things you're working on. Uh, so let's get back. We're down in San Antonio. You started doing videos. So we got to bring Claudia into this. 
Yeah. Um, your partner in crime now. You guys pretty much do all the videos together, correct? Uh, now? Yes, we do. She did. Um, she recently just finished up a prenatal program. And then for some of those, she did solo. But other than that, 99% of the videos we're, we're doing together. Those prenatal ones will be very popular. I get requests for those, but I, I don't want to teach them. I don't think that's really effective. And my wife really didn't want to be in them either. So <laughs> yeah. it's up to Jillian. I'm like, do you want to be in them? She goes, nah, I'd rather not. So, uh, well, that's we're, nice we're, of we're you. Kind of private. That, that was what Claudia said at first too, but, <laughs> but I was pretty persistent. <laughs> well, I'm sure the, the followers, they want to know because they, they look to Claudia, they respect her. She's an expert. They want to know and they'll listen to her. Yeah. So, yeah, and that, you know, so I, I had been doing HasFit for uh, about four years before I even, before I even met Claudia. Um, and, you know, I, we, I'm trying not to go through the whole courtship. So, but, well, where did you first initially meet? Uh, we met in, we met in San Antonio um, and uh, we found each other on Match.com. So, oh, that's a good plug. Match. Yeah, I know. I'm, I keep waiting for that call from from Match. Uh, so I to, mean, I would cash their check if they wanted to. Write oh, it. they should feature you guys in a video really? and show you guys doing so work. Cute. And with but, now with Judah here, look look what Match has spawned. I, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's let's send them an email together afterwards after the, okay. the podcast. But, but yeah, so but it was uh, so that was nice, you know, um, that we were able to to find one another. We're very evenly yoked. Um, and could you tell that immediately? Um, no, immediately. No soon. Yes. She, I'd like to say she was a little bit of an ice queen on our, our first, our, I mean, it was really date. It was, we had coffee. So it was like first meeting. Coffee's good. Coffee's easy. It's in public. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's in public and it's easy to just like, you know, if it's not working 10 minutes later, you can say, okay, thanks. And I'm, I'm out of here. You could fake a phone call. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, but it does but, test your conversation skills too, having coffee. But, but I remember calling my mom on the way home and be like, Oh, I don't know. She, you know, it was, you know, she wasn't, you know, I basically I was upset because she wasn't falling all over me. That was really what it <laughs> Well, really, come on. You found it has fit. Well, hey, thank you. It's like, did, yeah. were you showing her some of your videos on the first date? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I had my laptop there, and I was <laughs> look, look what I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, so you know, I think I was at the time I was a little, I was I was used to not having to put in too much work, and and, and she obviously she was uh, she was a higher caliber uh, female, and so you know, at at, at first. She she wasn't easily won over. Let's put it that way. That's good. It throws you it, off a little it, bit. It, it did, um, but after the second and third get-togethers, I definitely knew. I actually I remember, I remember the moment that I knew that I I, me- I remember the exact moment that I knew. We actually on our third meeting, we went for a run together, and that's nice. Yeah, um, you know, because it was like oh, you know, she was into activity as well, um, and um, you know, living an active lifestyle and exercising um so i remember being about a half mile in and something just kind of like came over me where i just had a moment where i was like that's that's gonna be my wife and oh. and, and um that's really kind of hard to put into words and then i and then i spent like the, the next three four months trying to convince her um <laughs> oh really of, of, of i the petitioned same, of, her <laughs> well no i mean i didn't i didn't come out with it right away but i know but, you know but working on on trying to get her to feel the same way about me and anyway yeah so it, it, it it's it's all worked out so far and then um about i don't want to say three four months after we got married um um she was featured in our our first video to our first video together did that take a lot of coaxing or was she game for it um a little bit of column a a little bit of column b uh, she needed uh she needed some convincing that's for sure but I was like, but thankfully I had done so many of these that it was like, Hey, I can pretty much just take the lead and, you know, you can chime in as you want, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there wasn't a lot of pressure on her, if you will, to, to perform. It is difficult though, because she's the new person now coming into an established brand and a new, a new aspect to the brand. It can be a little daunting because you've already built in the audience and now you're bringing in somebody new. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of different elements there that were there was learning curve one, you know, I was used to not having, to, you know, used to just working on my own. So 
not having to, you know, to, to bounce off you know, someone else. That's interesting. Cause I've been filming with some different people lately. It's something I've been working on cause I'm always solo other than my dog, but I've been wor- filming at the gym with my friend, Brian, who's a personal trainer. And it does take a few videos to start getting that aha moment. Like, okay, I, I get how to interact with this guy because we interact beautifully off camera and you have to make a few little adjustments to how you, how it flows. Yeah. Again, it definitely, definitely something that took some practice for us. So we weren't stepping on one another. And so it was like, you know, and and she would get my cues when I'm setting her up, you know, it's like, okay, I'm quiet right now because I'm waiting for you to jump in. You know, again, even, you know, we obviously we're married, so we communicate well, but communicating on camera is definitely a, a whole nother aspect. Well, you don't want us to talk over each other. You want to keep it flowing and you're always presenting to the camera. The, the camera is the audience that's downstage. So you're always moving that direction. So uh, how long, how long did you say before you got married after you met? Um, about 10 months, 10 months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and fairly quick. Eh, I guess you probably saw each other every day. <laughs> yeah i mean well for some people i mean yeah uh yeah we were ready we knew and it was time and um and uh you know again i when i when when i feel conviction i don't have any pull i don't have any problem pulling the trigger in life and you know as you said you knew so what are we waiting for yeah exa- exactly let's go so you were married in san antonio and you live in california now um actually uh so we were in california up until september of this year and we recently i actually were I mean, that tells you how little we've caught up we're i'm we're actually pretty close to you now sean what we, you yeah, moved i thought you were moved. in palo alto with all the silicon valley people we we Is were in the right we, place <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so yeah you're right we were there for four years um but two months ago or almost three months ago we moved to a city called heber city utah which is like 20 minutes south of park city or 40 minutes south of salt lake i didn't city. know you were in utah wow yeah we're we gotta be we're, we're definitely closer to you in colorado now oh we gotta arrange something sometime we could go film some wicked workouts in zion park or something <laughs> or the arches like here coach run up that arch good very good okay here, you run up that arch and i'll, I'll film you <laughs> i'll film you come on use that passion uh so you how did you relocate there then um, so we, we, we loved California, but at the same time, uh, it was one, it was kind of time. We were kind of ready for a change, but, uh, we were looking for a place with a lower cost of living, but that still had like outdoor, outdoor lifestyle, outdoor activities. And so it's kind of what led us to Utah. Um, at the time when we moved to California, uh, for something, I was working on a completely different project other than Hasfit. That was the uh, app, right? That app. That you uh, had. Actually, we built 25 different apps over the course of, of two years. Um, but yes, it uh, so tracked we, your training. Well, I remember you had a whole team. I wanted to ask about that if we had time, but you had a whole team of guys that you were all working on this. Well, tell us about that, I guess, real quick. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of veering off. I try not to veer off, but so it was a, a software company and we used the built in motion sensors of the Apple watch and Android wear watches to track your movement. So we used, so we built different apps around that. So one was an exercise app that would identify your exercises, count your repetitions. One was a golf app that would automatically detect your swing and keep track of your score. So we had a bunch of, um, a bunch of apps based around this technology. Um, and so it was important when I, while I was working on that project that I was there in California but after that project came to a close, it was like, well, why we don't, we could be anywhere. Why are we paying what we're paying for, for what we're getting? I mean, cause we were living in essentially uh, the most expensive zip code yeah. in the country. Is that um, around Marin County? Uh, yeah. In that area. That area. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you know, it's like more expensive than Manhattan and it's like, but you know, I wasn't working locally, so I wasn't making more money because of that. Anyway, it just didn't make financial sense to, to stay there. And you can pretty much, with the videos, you can work anywhere. Correct. And, and uh, so Utah, so you're in a park city. So you, are you near mountains? Oh, yeah. We have, uh, oh, so we're in the Heber City, like a, a little kind of a valley. I mean, we're still at 5,600 uh, feet elevation. Um, but we have basically 360 mountain views from our, our, our house. Isn't that amazing? 
Yeah, it's it's not it it is. We don't. I don't know how how high are you? We're at eight thousand feet. Right. If so you, you right now, I'm a little. If I went up on my roof, which I'm not going to, it's really steep. But that's pretty much eight thousand feet on our roof. So okay. when I'm in my loft, I'm like at seven nine ninety <laughs> when I'm working on <laughs> okay. my computer. Well, I, give I, or I, take a few feet. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. So you'll see snow a little bit before us, but. Oh, I, we have coming. snow all over our yard. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Because we have big windows, and I, I like to always mention I we have a great view of Mount Evans, which is one of our 14ers in Colorado. We can see it right out our big windows here. It's covered in snow right now. Awesome. Yeah, so we're, that's going to be a change for us. Uh, the snow is on the way here. My, my Texan wife is going to be her real Texan slash Californian wife is going to be her first experience with it. That's going to be a challenge. I remember – one a video you did back in san antonio i think you went out for a run and then you were doing some stretches but you were covered in sweat and you're commenting on the humidity and how it's always hot there and i had the same thing when i lived in florida i loved working out outside but oh it was tough with that humidity it would zap my strength yeah it um and then you know and of course now we're gonna have a the 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 opposite problem and we kind of in california too because our garage where we filmed wasn't uh was not air conditioned or insulated in any way so there's a few videos that we did in california where um you know i'm basically sweating like a greased hog in the in the in the the (laughs) warm-up and like you know by the end i got a bucket of you know water wow coach kozak you really you really worked hard during that workout i was like well actually it's about 90 degrees outside and then with all the lights in here, it's about 100 degrees, uh, 105. Um, but now, now I have the opposite problem. We're going to have to to heat our studio. <laughs> so do, you, do you think you'll do some videos outside too? Um, maybe. You know, I know that's something that, that you do a good job of. Uh, for us, it's just it, it just be really hard production-wise to make all that happen. Um, I don't know if it would necessarily be worth it for us with the work that we'd have to, to put in to get set up. Um, well, you have a controlled environment right now. See, do you say, cause I love talking to people like you who do videos like this. How many cameras do you use when you film? So we're, we're, we're filming with three 4k cameras, 4k. What kind of camera, what brand do you uh, use? They're, 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 they're Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like a Sony mid-level. Um, you know, they're, they're not your, you know, your average garden variety consumer, but they're also not like, you know, film a a 20th century Fox film camera either. So they're kind of middle of the road. Okay. And then what do you edit with? Uh, So we edit with uh, Adobe, mostly Adobe Premiere. Um, Mm -hmm. But I actually relinquish editing duties about uh, almost two years ago now. So I haven't been editing our videos for the last two years. We have a a full-time video editor. Um, who's actually it's my brother Uh, so I trained my brother Matthew on on how to edit videos and he's really taken it and ran with it from there and he's actually a lot better now than I ever was just that's great so he has his own voice with the editing where where does he live um he (laughs) lives so two weeks ago he moved to the Philippines oh really okay so he's yeah so which is again from his job it's great because he can live anywhere right you know as Mm -hmm. long as he can have an internet connection and download uh, the, the raw files and raw content from, from Google drive. You can live anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter. As long as you have a uh, internet connection, take it, edit it, shoot it back to you. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so that's so really your process. Um, I've done uh, people who follow your channel. I've done quite a few videos for your channel, which I love. I love being, what did you guys call me? Your official yoga and Pilates instructor for HasFit. And we love having you. I, it's an honor for me. I love to mention it. We all have you, I, and Claudia, and your brother in the Philippines. We all have the same vision of <laughs> you know, always moving fit, fun, make it a lifestyle, uh, being disciplined with it. And um, well, what was I going to ask with that? My mind just went out the window. <laughs> I was thinking so about, the, about process. Oh, yes, that's it. The process. Uh, because, uh, you know, we chat periodically over emails and say, hey, is it time for another video? I ask you or you come to me. Hey, you want a new yoga one? We talk about something and then I'll send it to you and you schedule it. So I wonder how how does that work with you? Do you plan months ahead of time for your uploads or are you more fly by the seat of your pants? 
Sorry about that. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wrote down on my notebook because the signal got cut off. Both in mountains. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. <laughs> it could. It could. You know, no way to be sure, but it definitely, definitely could have something to do with it. Oh, I have a horror. I can't call anybody on my phone when I'm driving about 10 minutes from my house because it cuts out about every minute. It's so frustrating. I'm talking to my mom on the phone and it gets cut out and she starts swearing. It's really funny. She goes, did you hear me? Did you hear me swear? I'm like, no, I was, I, I lost the signal. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, well, well, we can start wrapping this up. What, what I had asked, and I'll just, I'll edit this in with the first part of this podcast and we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back again. We'll, we'll talk about a part two sometime because there's so much to talk about. Agreed. I had a question about your film production. Are you, do you guys schedule like pretty far in advance, the videos that you're putting out to YouTube, or do you do more uh, day by day? Um, we, I, in, in the perfect world, we're scheduling ahead. So like right now we're scheduled through the end of January. Um, so that's our perfect world, but that's, we're not always able to, to achieve that. Um, but we're, we're trying, trying to work ahead. It kind of depends on what other projects we have going on. Basically our flow ends up being, we take a, four to eight week period, shoot videos, shoot videos, shoot videos. And then, you know, we send those off to be edited and then we go and we work on another project, whether it's okay. Now we have our full, um, our full bandwidth to work on the app or work on, again, we've been working on this prenatal program, you know, working on some of the store. So we kind of go back and forth between the two. Wow. Okay. That's so the end of January, you guys are scheduled. Are these actually, they're already uploaded and all set to go on YouTube. They're scheduled. Uh, for the most part. Yes. Okay. And I noticed that when I check the videos that I do for you guys on HasFit, Claudia does the comments, right? She answers comments. Um, she has, she had been up until just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and actually we're, we're pretty, pretty excited to, to have a, a new team member who's hanging out with me here in the room <laughs> named Sam, uh, who's been taking on all of our, all of our marketing. He's our new marketing director. So up until two weeks ago, it was Claudia, but, um, thankfully we've, we've gotten some help in that department. Wow. That's great because comments, I spend time on those, but those can take hours and hours a day. It never stops, which is good. That's what you want, but it's very important always to respond to people. Yeah. Uh, it's and, and and again, as, as you grow, it just become, becomes more and more. And it's on, I mean, it's not just YouTube comments, it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, you know, direct message within the app with, I mean, like, it's like, you know, they're, they're coming from all angles. Well, that's how it goes. It snowballs. The more uh, successful you are, the more people you reach, it's more and more social media and the reach gets further. And it's so great to hear from people and you want to make sure you're always connecting with them because you may not meet them, but it's, you still have, you still have that, um, you can still comment. You can still write back and forth with them, which is really nice. Yeah. And that's always been really important to us to, to build that connection and, and to be accessible to people. And at the same time, be able to, you know, answer little questions that may come up along the way. Um, but it definitely gets harder to, to keep up with that as you grow, as you grow. Okay. Yeah. I want to do a couple of fun questions here at the end, but one question I do want to ask, I alluded to it earlier is um, I'm going to be a father in February. I, I got over the panic attacks. That was the first few weeks <laughs> that we found okay. out. And I, and it's, it's very good for me. You know, I, you learn as you go along. Theory does not matter. And they would usually, they weren't full-blown panic attacks, but they were like, oh, they would usually happen late at night when you're tired, when you're oh, vulnerable. No. That's the worst time. You have to kind of pray them away and say, what am I doing? Uh, what's, um, what's a little advice you can give me, especially since I'm in the fitness industry too and expecting a new son or my, own, my first son in February? Yeah, that's, um, I think, I think to me, the one, the biggest thing that I'm always trying to remind myself of and can always be better at, but it's the, the, the one thing I know if I'm doing this, then I'm, then I'm doing okay, which is children spell love T I M E. Mm. So it's just time, right? Like, you know, you think like, Oh, you know, it, it's easy to get sucked into like, Oh, well, I want to go take him here. I want to go do this with them. I want to buy them that I want to do that, you know, all of this, hmm. but they don't care 
what it is you're doing is you can just be sitting there in a silent room with one another, staring at one another, making funny faces. And that <laughs> is like, that is the biggest, you know, uh, exchange of love that they could possibly receive. So it's just, you know, just making sure that I'm always giving that time and, um, and, and making that my biggest priority. That's beautiful. It, it really is. I, I think about my parents and, you know, I lost my dad last year. And when I think about my dad, I never think about material things, anything like that. I always think about being with him. And uh, he and I were very, very close and go to Disneyland together and because I grew up in Southern California. And that's what I remember is spending time with them for better or for worse. It was always lovely. I don't, I don't think about things. Right, exactly. So, you know, and that's, that's kind of what I, I always try to, you know, again, remind myself of is, is just, you know, it's just that time. If I have, if I have 10 minutes in between meetings, okay, well, let me go, let me go give this 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the, the love that I have to give right now, um, which gets hard when you're balancing, balancing a lot. That, that is true, but that you're close and you're a nice, strong, you know, father and son, father and daughter connection there. <clears throat> Well, very good. I wrote that down. I wrote time, but my, you know, my mom and I speak every day, sometimes twice a day. Oh, one thing I, I was talking to her when I was driving up here, of course I lost the signal and yeah. I, I was talking about you and I think she's seen you online when I've mentioned you. And I said, what's a question to ask him to ask <laughs> coach Kozak. And, awesome. she goes, and she said, well, what is he a coach of? Oh, that's a good question. Really? It just sounds good. Like coach Kozak. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Did it? Well, I said, well, he coaches people. I think she was thinking coach in a sport. Well, I said, well, right. he, he coaches people in to excel in any sport. And I, I say coach Vig for myself. I, people right. started calling me that. I'm like, okay, like you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. I think it's just a, a yeah. What am I a coach of? That's a good, that, that's, that's a hard hitting question, mom. Uh. I'll run. Cause I'll call her a little bit later and I'll run it by her. She met, she was very curious. Well, coach, cause you hear coach, uh, high school football coach, basketball. Mm-hmm. What, what are you coaching? But I said, well, he coaches everybody, mom. Right. <laughs> Whether he knows it or not, he puts yeah, a video exactly. out and he's coaching people. It, exactly. Yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Throughout my life, you know, you know, coached everybody from, from house moms to, uh, you know, those in their later stages of life that just are, that just want to excel in their day-to-day activities. And then, you know, and I even, you know, was the strength and conditioning coach for some, some lower level uh, arena football teams and college teams uh, back in a, you know, a decade ago. So yes, I think that was a good answer. Just uh, (laughs) coached a little bit of whoever needs me. How about that? That's exactly. And if you don't know exactly certain things, you'll do the research and you'll figure it out and you'll tell them how to do it. Yeah, and, well, and or if I don't know things, then I'll find somebody who does, which is uh, where you come in uh, with uh, the yoga side. You yeah, know, that's one of you know one of the one of the things that I've always prided myself on is not not pretending to be an expert in all fields. You know, things that I I know and I know well. I, you know, I'm happy to to give advice, but I'm not going to try to be an expert in everything. So you know, that's why we've been we've been thankful to to have you come fill that void in our in our arsenal. Oh, I love it because you're so capable of all the workouts that you film i i know it would when you're so confident about it if you had to do something totally different it would probably show if you weren't confident enough doing it oh definitely definitely and then that's you know again that that takes away our our credibility as well i mean so it's not to say that i don't do a lot of the moves in my my video you know in our workouts but there's one thing to be able to do them it's another thing to be able to articulate and teach them in a very simplified manner so everybody else understands and you know so that's 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 the next level of of you know of uh, comprehension it's true these different workout disciplines require different vocabularies a lot different energies different styles we all do them in our own with our own personality but it's true. Uh, if you're a DJ for a classic rock station, you're going to speak differently than if you're a DJ for a classical music station. 
it's all how you present yourself, how you use your voice. And I, I like that. The actor in me always glams on to those different <laughs> traits. I find those very interesting. You're not going to teach a hit class, a high intensity interval training class as a relaxation yoga class. It's no, re- I, I always say I have different voices for different workouts. That I do. If it's a cardio one, I probably speak a lot louder. Uh, it, it depends. It, it, your body will dictate what your mouth is going to say <laughs> by how it's moving. And it's funny you say that because I always say the same thing too. Uh, you know, and again, for instance, another, for instance, right. So if we have, we, uh, we, we have a series of active aging workouts. So I definitely speak in a different tone than I would in, you know, an advanced hit workout, like, you know, advanced hit. Okay, let's do this. And active aging is okay. Well, we're going to walk over to our chair and we're going to sit down, (laughs) (laughs) sit down. (laughs) Come on. Uh, You walk by a a robot. You walk by a group fitness studio. Oh, oh, they're doing uh, some kind of boot camp in there. So it's really quiet. They must be doing yoga. I, I I like that. I mean, it is performing. We are performing. Do you, do you teach live classes? Do you do group fitness classes? Uh, No, I, it's been, it's been a very long time. We've done a few like meetups where we've had members of the Hasfit tribe like meet up for like a group class, you know, events. But um, no, I don't. I don't do any one-on-one, any group training. Everything is all for me is all is all digital nowadays. Okay. Do you miss doing one-on-one? I do actually. I have a well. I take that back. There's one one small group that I do is I have a couple of uh, a couple of the guys from church come over once a week and work out with me and it's like you know i mean they're they're just working out in my garage with me and we just you know we just fellowship with one another uh so that's oh that's wonderful so i kind of get i kind of i kind of get a little bit of that and do you know and running that group class if you will um but that's but that's about it so it kind of scratches that itch that's true and you're you're working out together so you can share with them and and i love that fellowship from yeah so guys from your church Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a skill that i have and i'm able to you know able to able to share it and at the same time uh like i said kind of scratch a little bit of that 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 training itch because otherwise i mean there's just not it just wouldn't be worth worth our our time at this point in time which is too much going on mm-hmm. uh, people ask me because I, I did professional theater for over 10 years and i loved it but i, I got burned out on it and people ask me if i i miss it and i say not not really it was in my 20s and early 30s it fit but the videos and the teaching, it does, it, as you said, it, it scratches that itch for me, that performing itch, because you are still using all of those, all of those skills that you learned in theater to put into the brand. Yeah, so exactly. I, it, so I don't really miss it all that much. It's a different animal. Theater is traveling around all the time. And you certainly don't want to do it when you're married and with the child on the way. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so many questions, Coach, and hopefully we can have you on another time. We can do a part two, make a whole production out of it. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a song and a dance next time. We could do some you know, singing, and anything goes. I, when I film a workout, I start moving. Who knows what's going to fly out of my mouth sometimes because right. I get so excited about it. It's great that you and I, after all these years working in this business, it sounds like from you too, obviously, that we are just getting started. We are always motivated. We always, always looking to see what's next uh, yeah. down the road in the business. Because the harder you work, the more things pop up. Well, I, I agree with that. One of the things we always say is we're, we're in it for the long, the long haul. You know, we, we, we look at like, okay, what are we going to be doing in 10 years from now? How does this, you know, how does what we're doing now affect where we want to be in 10 years, et cetera? Um, you know, because we're growing this loyal and passionate audience. And so when we fully expect to, to continue to serve them in, in the years to come. That's good. Well, you've set such a, it's such a great foundation and you've set, it's a brand. It is a brand. People know what to expect and they know that it's not something they're going to do for a week. It's like, you're going to be there and you're always there to keep leading them to a healthier, healthier them or healthier you. Uh, yeah. Giving it a yeah. shot. At the end of these podcasts, I have a list of, like 25 questions. I'm not going to ask you all of them. I usually do like two or three, but they're, they're, they're fun questions. You ready? Can I ask you a couple? Let's yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Uh, I've asked this one the last few times. I'm going to do it again. What was your favorite subject in school? Um, math. What kind of math? <laughs> Cause I was good uh, at some math and horrible at other math. 
Yeah, let's let's say eighth grade math. Mm. <laughs> I liked eighth grade math. <laughs> yeah, I really excel at eighth grade math. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite workout song? Oh, man, it changes, like, all the time. Um, but how about Christian Gray? Uh, Stop Christian? me. Christian? I'll have it's to a, write that down. Christian, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty upbeat uh, Christian okay. song. Okay. Very good. Um, well, I like this one. I asked this last time. Say you're walking past a magazine rack. Which magazine do you grab first? Ooh. Um, I don't usually look at magazines. They're kind of going out of style. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't sell yeah, as well. Yeah, I would probably, it would probably be something business related. Um, whatever, like whatever business one, business entrepreneurial, entrepreneur magazine or what, you know, something along those lines. Like entrepreneur, uh, whatever. That's a magazine. Okay. I think entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, yeah. Let's go. With okay. That. Well, you know, good. you're not going to be tested on these. Maybe. Well, good. Cause I think, I don't think I'm doing very well. <laughs> it's like family feud X. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Steve Harvey comes out and he gives me <laughs> Oh, I like that. Uh, one, one more because you do film so many workouts. Is there one workout you film that stands out? Oh man. Cause I had to think about that and I do have one or two. Cause I, after a few filming thousands, like what? Uh, but is there one that really stands out to you? I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's a good one. It's a good question. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's probably, it would probably have to be, so we've shot, I've shot over 1500. I think we're actually maybe even at 1600 mm-hmm. videos. So, you know, again, it's all, all be kind of becomes a blur, but I'm going to say our 15 minute cardio insanity workout. It was like our first one that hit a million views. Um, like to this day, that, that video is like five years old. And to this day, that thing still is, his humming on all cylinders longevity um, it was just, yeah so i think that one kind of stands out um you know and i, I think one of the things that, and the other reason it stands out is because at the beginning of that video well like the week or the, the couple of days before that shooting that video i had a company approach me and basically wanted me to take hasfit offline or off youtube and wanted me to create videos for them and put them behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning of the video, I, I kind of mentioned that and said, Hey, you know, we had an offer to basically make you start charge, start charging you for these videos. And I want you to know that we're going to keep all these videos for free. And that's something we believe in. And, and so to this day, you know, we, 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 that's still one of our, our core guiding principles is, you know, we have stuff, you know, premium stuff that you can purchase, but the videos are all free. And, um, and I think that's something that really resonated with people. Um, so I think that's probably the other reason it kind of sticks out is I know people appreciate it. Very good. I think I've watched that video. I remember you saying that, that some people have come to you and like, no, I don't want to do that. And that's very smart because it's your brand and you want to keep bringing it directly to people. Yeah. And with that, and you know, and again, we, we, we care about the mission, you know, there's people all over the world that don't have, you know, they don't have the, the means, um, to, to pay, for fitness but that doesn't mean that they don't have the right mm-hmm. to, to be healthy and the fitness that you teach is it's accessible to anybody it really is you you and claudia right. work so hard to make it for anybody um, age fitness level it doesn't matter you have a little space disability yeah you have yeah. a little space we can do this we can knock it out and you'll feel a lot better for it so i like that question i like that question about the videos because they are I think Billy Joel once said that anytime he writes a song, it's kind of like his baby, but then he sends the baby off to school and it's no longer his. Once the song is put out there, it's really not yours anymore. Uh, <laughs> so a video too can well, take on a whole life of its own. Exactly. Well, then I'll have people like, Oh, you know that video where you do this and you do that. It's this one. I'm like, no. <laughs> that, that one where you, you were jumping like what? <laughs> well it's like or you know they'll reference something and i'm like no like like the only time i the, i only did that workout once and it was four years ago like i you know i did it i filmed it and <laughs> and then you know that's it's it. true I was, you know i was talking with cents. melissa about that and both of us never once we edit and put it out there i never rewatch a video unless somebody leaves a really funny comment and they mention something you did i'm like what are you talking about and then you go exactly. look and like oh okay i don't remember doing it like, but uh, okay. Exactly. They 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 leave the little timestamp, and you're like, what? What are you talking? About? <laughs> I where I teach here in Colorado at Nick's Pro Fitness, a lot a lot of times people 
they'll sometimes they let me know other times they surprise me that follow follow my workouts online they're in the denver area and they'll they'll make the trip up to take a class with me and it's fun it's always fun to meet them to have that connection but and and they want to talk about videos like specific videos and i'm like okay like oh i just that one you know you did and they talk about it like it was a movie that I did like, yeah, when you yeah. were in, um, you know, Lord of the Rings, that was, that was really, so what was that like? And like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I barely remember. You're like, uh, you're like, it was a Addie and, and Addie uh... attacked you. Well, she does that in every video. Well, I, I don't know which one. Then they pulled up on their phone. I'm like, Oh, okay. But that's it, neat. It, it, you know, it, it's a workout video, but it means so much more. If you, as you, I guess we could tie it off here. Heart and soul has, but you put your heart and soul into it and it, it can mean so much more than just going through the motions. Yeah, we, uh, you and I are, are, are truly blessed to be a blessing. And, you know, I, to me, that's something that we always, I'm, I'm always, I'm always thinking about. And I'm always grateful for being put in this position and, and trying not to take it. Uh, absolutely. I always, uh, something I pray on all the time is to be authentic, to be, um, well, compassionate and loving when I film. And I think that comes across and, caring and also creative like never resting on my laurels always trying to give the best of what i can and the video is a great conduit for that agreed all right coach well you probably got to get back to judah and claudia and and my computer computer, the other love (laughs) um so yeah uh, joshua coach kozak people if they don't already where can they find you where can they uh, follow you um, you can pick whatever your preferred platform is Hasfit, which is H A S F I T. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us at hasfit.com. You can find us in the app store and Google play with our Hasfit app. We are wherever you are. Reach out and find Great. us. I would say type in Hasfit and what was that 15 minute workout? Uh, the, in, uh, in, in insanity cardio, that'd be a good one. Type in Hasfit insanity cardio on YouTube and uh yeah that's a it's a it's a pop it's a popular yeah one. i think I, I might have <laughs> stolen something from it i don't know uh <laughs> but i i like what because you have so many unique exercises i'm always looking for new stuff and uh so maybe i borrowed it but i'll give it back one of the moves uh, <laughs> it's okay well, only because okay it's you, Sean. That's hey okay. that's my move it's amazing thank god we don't copyright moves a lot because we'd all be in trouble no you 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 can't do that burpee <laughs> that's mine <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah. oh i know <laughs> and they're all everybody has a different name for the same move too so it becomes a little confusing as time it's just sometimes on. i make up names on the fly this is called the jumping giraffe and I, I don't know where that came from but it's it's as good as anything well awesome coach thanks so much for being on the fitness unleashed with sean podcast as i said we'll get you back here for a part two or maybe we'll just call it a continuation because there's so many things to talk about in this fun and exciting business uh, again, my name is Sean Vig. You want to learn more about me, follow what I do. You can check out SeanVigFitness.com. It'll be in the description box below. Also with Coach Kozak's information at SeanVigFitness.com. You can download my free fitness app. Check out my online training program. That's Sean's Vault. You can try it free for 14 days and browse my collection of books. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, always share it on if you're enjoying it. Share it with your friends and family. And give it a good rating, comment below, because that really, really helps me out. And I'm going to keep having more and more fun and exciting guests on the podcast, bring you as much information as I can, a very diverse mix of information as well. So thanks for uh, listening. Last time I said thanks for watching. That didn't make any sense. So thanks for listening, and we will come at you next time. God bless.